on the Jersey moonlight upon a river dancing like two penises intertwined we're on a river flooding with anal juice oh you know we're on the jersey moonlight romance barge oh yes the jersey moonlight romance barge on his very special house of decline Woo! Wow, that, I love the Jersey Robot Barge. Um, it's it's my it's where I proposed to my girlfriend. Um, because, well, we both like to play in garbage, and um, when we're when, when we were uh, first going out, um, what we. Sorry, I'm just a little bit. I got a little bit of a cold. I feel like it's all the garbage you stuff in your face, honey. You know that's what you do. Um, So well, we went on the uh, New Jersey term uh, barge with garbage, and that's where I proposed. So I really enjoyed your song. That's why I just wanted to say. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it as well. You know, you don't. You don't hear the crooners anymore. You know, there's no crooners anymore. So I'm glad we're getting them back. You know, the bublés. You yeah, know, they're, the, n- they're not doing originals, though. So so this was mm-hmm. emblematic of uh, our garbage love. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about the crooners is that, um, sorry, my nose is stopped up. You have, to, you have to stop putting yeah. all those used tampons up there, honey. Well, I, know, um, I know we're both garbage people. Yeah. Well, that's, the thing is, is that she said no. She said no to my proposal. Uh, yeah. And now I'm all alone. I said no. That's true. It's yeah. true. I still hang out with him, though. We're still friends. Friend. Um, we're still friends, though. Because we um, follow each other on Twitter. And it, yeah, and we're MUFOs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sketch comedy. Brilliant improvised sketch comedy. New characters. New um, characters. Stop the nose decline. guy and barge girl. And barge girl. <laughs> Large barge, uh, the New Jersey garbage barge, uh, the New Jersey romance moonlight garbage barge. Yeah, Stephen, you're back. Uh, thank uh, you for having me. I'm. I feel uh, like a special guest on my own show. You're a special guest, uh, and you've been away because you've been doing something very cool. Yeah, which is raising out. a baby. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah. Also doing that. Well, you're it becoming... kind of is like working out. All the you have to rock back and forth like. Out for hours and hours with, a, mm-hmm. with like an eight pound weight, you're rocking back and forth trying mm-hmm. to get the weight to go to sleep so you can go to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. and you're completely sleep deprived, you're totally exhausted, and you have to get up and you just have to go, uh, rocking you back and forth so you can go to sleep, yeah, uh, so I could go to sleep for 30 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes of sleep sounds wonderful. It's like you're doing repetitive actions in a fugue state mm-hmm. that are, you know, working out your your long your long uh, uh, your long endurance muscles. You know, it's like a Muay Thai. You know how they do those Muay Thai camps where Muay it's thai. like they these Muay Thai. Muay Thai. It's Muay. Hey, it's Muay Thai. Muay thai. It's, it's 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 Johnny Simba's Muay Thai shack. Did you want to learn straight up New Jersey Muay Thai? New Jersey style Muay Thai? We will teach you. It is knees and elbows, but we have special caps for the knees and elbows that are made of guns. Yeah. <laughs> drink. Do you like drinking wine out of a Coke can? 
Come to New Jersey Muay Thai. You will learn how to do martial arts and drink wine from a Coke can. We'll do it all over the place. We'll be elbowing your eyes and ribs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's like you're at New Jersey Muay Thai constantly. And you're elbowing the eyes and ribs of yourself. Um, and you're in that state of brutality constantly. Yeah, it's a state of brutality. That's what raising mm -hmm. a newborn is like. It's a, it's the most, br it's like, you know, metal is often like brutal. Like yeah. real metalheads like to uh, like define or categorize metal based on the brutality of the riffs. Um, and mm -hmm. raising a newborn is right up there with some of the sickest and most depraved metal bands. Uh, do you get eraser head now? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, okay. like, I guess I had a beautiful baby with no deformities whatsoever. <laughs> That's so. nice. Oh, well, not knocking the deformity babies. They're beautiful, too. But, but like, if you have the eraser head baby, it's a struggle. I mean, if you have a little worm as a baby, then you're going <laughs> yeah, to no have a weird time. Uh, it would be funny if someone just has the eraser head baby and they're like, they're an indigo child. <laughs> well, my child is a Leo... Sun, Leo <laughs> rising, Aquarius moon. <laughs> Which means her individuality is strong. But also, that means that she's going to be a leader and mm -hmm. everyone will look up to her, but she's going to be off the beaten path. Just uh, a little also, bit. Also, her skin is made of bandages. And her <laughs> <laughs> Actually, her skin is peeling right now. Newborns go through a peeling phase. That's pretty cool. They're shedding their skins yeah. like snakes. I mean, it's actually, the skin is actually okay comparatively. Like some uh, babies get all, all kinds of baby acne. Baby Which acne. I'm learning because I, I still get pimples. I'm learning in life that you get pimples your entire life. They never yeah. stop. Yeah, that's it. You just get shit in your pores. A little bacteria gets in there. Makes a little mountain. Yeah. Makes a little pus mountain. It sucks. Mm -hmm. There should be a video game about pimples, like where you have to go pop them, like Puss Mountain. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a pimple popping I'm video sure. game. That's almost, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I've been leaning, I lean into my Jewish voice sometimes, you know. Some, oh, yeah. when I, Whenever I want to feel disarming, you mm -hmm. know, because I do code switching. Everybody does code switching. <laughs> no, yeah, hey, I pretend to be Navajo. Oh wait, that's Whoa. code. That's code talking. That's code talking. That's, that's the what code Elizabeth talkers. Warren did. Uh. I had this. I have this joke that for some reason I tell all of the, like the jokes I won't publish on Twitter on here. But I have yeah. this in my mind. Elizabeth Warren has hired this indigenous intern, and she's forcing her to call her Res Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Hey, if you could just do me a favor and call me Res Dog. I'd really have, no, Miss Warren, I won't do that. No, nah, no, nah, it's cool. Just call me Res Dog, okay? Feel free, all right? <laughs> well, where was Elizabeth Warren during this eviction moratorium uh, controversy we experienced this week? It was all Cori Bush taking the lead, and now Cori Bush is the darling of the progressive left, uh, having slept on the steps of the Capitol to try to force the hand of the Biden administration to do something about the eviction yeah, good. moratorium. And hey, it worked. It, yeah, she's really good at like, see, all really progressive have, they have no hard power, so you have to rely on soft power, like this sort of demonstration shit. And Cori Bush did like a, a really good job at it for whatever else you can say. She's like, 
she's like part of the squad. She's like what Capadonna is to the Wu Tang Clan. She's like to the she is to the squad. The she's sui- like sort wait, of a is the Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, no. You uh, know who we're talking wait about. Wait a minute. That's... James Gunn squad? Which squad? That was my joke, is that I'm, I am shocked that Ben Garrison has not made a The Squad slash The Suicide Squad comic yet. They're both bombing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's hey. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not, that's like a obvious one, but I am yeah, happy that... Yeah, but that's that the, a Ben Garrison level cartoon. Yeah. Well, he'd and have then to... he could, he could like, uh, blood sports he would call Elon Omar and then have her, I don't know being bloody against Israel or something like that. Well, the thing about this eviction moratorium is, like, Biden decided to basically do something illegal <laughs> by... Re- Did he? Yeah, he re- he's basically going to be f- be overturned by the time he gets to the Supreme Court. Um, and it's an interesting why, thing... For why a- can't he EO this shit? I've heard talk of this on Twitter. Some people are yeah. saying he can EO no. this shit. Other people are saying he can't EO this well, shit. Well, the Supreme Court basically said Congress is going to have to do it, so... It's being challenged in the courts, and it's, when it gets to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is going to be like, let's refer back to a month ago where we said Congress is going to have to do it. Now, let's check to see if Congress did it. Nope, it was the executive branch. Overturned, and that's yeah. what's going to happen. Because, um, like yeah, it or not, landlords have rights. I know we don't. you don't like that. Uh, you're I a, don't Because like you're a dirty it. Maoist. As I'm a Maoist, <laughs> I, believe in, I believe in killing all the sparrows and the landlords. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of, the, of like landlords who, who own more than one property. Um, my landlord owns just the one, and she's, yeah. o- she's okay, but, like, you know, landlord, as Brian from um, uh, Street Fight Radio said, landlords are like the boss for your life. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to make them angry. You can't piss them off. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. you just it, people hate landlords because naturally you just hate anybody that has power over you. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I That's like why you managers. hate your goddamn parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, and man, like I don't like managers. I could potentially like a manager outside of work, but I don't really like managers when they're being my boss. No, nobody likes that. But I, I don't think I also think um, landlords writ large generally uh are unwholesome because uh th- they kick people out of their fucking homes yeah, where they I need mean, to the live. The thing about evictions though, that's like an eviction does not is not good for anybody. It's not good for the landlord either. Um yeah. cuz an eviction makes the landlord lose money and it makes the tenant homeless. So it's kind of a lose-lose for everyone, but yeah. the reason the landlord does it is because he has a he has a uh a pretty good sense that they're going to continue not to pay. So it's well, yeah. still worth it to get them out. But he will be losing money and have to find a new tenant, which is like a whole thing. Um, I, I mean, the better solution would have been, oh, let's just pay people's rent for them. Yeah, or some kind of like bankruptcy law, some kind of law that like if you can't pay your rent, you can go to court and it, the court yeah. system will work and you can reach a settlement. Mm-hmm. instead of being kicked out. I mean, it, if you can afford a lawyer, I think that is how it works. And if you can get it, like your case seen by a judge, generally eviction cases, they do sometimes reach a settlement. Mm. Um, so it's not like 
it's that easy, but it's, you know, our, we have a weird state-by-state state system, and some states is different, so... This um, also Biden re so he reinstated the eviction moratorium, but only on about eighty percent of all counties. So mm-hmm. not a widespread coverage, and it's only on places where I think the pandemic's bad. Yeah, but uh, so uh, this evict the between the time that he declares this eviction moratorium and the time that it's successfully challenged in court. There is effectively an eviction moratorium. Right. Though, so right? that's his uh, that's his stated goal is that he he was he I think he said even if it gets us a month like because they're going to appeal then we can appeal then we can then they can appeal blah 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 get it'll give you an extra month and they're trying to get the states to disburse these billions of dollars that the federal government gave to the states but the states are being like do we have to we kind of want to use it for like. Um, I don't know, buying buying stuff like that we like, like going, like, yeah. you know, like going to going out to eat. <laughs> you see, I don't mind this type of like you started off by saying this is illegal, yes. but it's like who ultimately I don't give a shit because, you know, Republicans do illegal shit all the time for unwholesome shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's an argument that when the Republicans like there, I, there's some argument that's more complicated, and it's not really on the Republicans versus Democrats. But like when presidents do an an order that they know is going to be overturned, like there's a difference between presidents who do that under the assumption, like the belief that it actually is legal, and those who do it knowing full well that it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of set a weird precedent where for the president to do something that he we. We know he knows it's illegal. Yeah, but I think you could, I mean, uh, you can you can look at uh, the entire presidency of George W. Bush doing things that he knew that was illegal, but he did them anyway. Well, yeah, the difference is that, like, they weren't necessarily illegal yet. They were in that gray zone. <laughs> they were, like, in that hasn't been decided yet zone. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't. We're like, we think it's illegal, but he could still honestly say he believed it wasn't, even though, like, it's, we're like, we're pretty sure you're lying. We're pretty sure. <laughs> pretty I don't sure think, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, this is like, there is no, I mean, I don't, I don't know the, the law on this. From what you're saying, it is illegal for him to do this because this was supposed to be Congress's decision as, as, uh, deigned by the courts. So, uh, if that is true, then, yeah, there's no escaping it. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it must have been done before. There, this must have occurred at least once before. I'm sure, like, Trump, you can't, you, uh, like, he always has plausible deniability. I didn't know, you know? <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I actually don't know if I, it has even been like I'm, done Like, before. I'm sure Obama had, like, he, didn't he set precedents for having, you know, pretty power imbalancing executive orders i'm no scholar i mean the difference is that obama thought it would be up like whatever he did he thought it would be upheld um, or he claimed it would be upheld i think this is the first time a president has done something while saying at the same time i know this is going to be struck down and and not even because it's going to be struck down because of some bogus reason like it's a pretty valid it's going to be struck down for technically valid reasons so it's it's interesting i hope that we don't have uh, republican presidents 
bring this up when they're like, yeah, this is why we can put people in camps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, Democrats do that, too. So <laughs> it's like everyone's in camp. It's camps all around. Mm. I guess it depends on who's in the camps, though. Well, when the Democrats do it, it's warm and fuzzy camps <laughs> that make you feel good. Uh were so uh, uh, weren't there announcements of mass deportations like that starting to happen again? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can. If you'll excuse some tippy typing, I can. Tippy typing. That's mass uh, deportations. Mass deportations. Um, news. I mean news. Mass deportations. Something I mean, called, generally. Something called bustle dot com. Whatever. Bustle. Bu- Bustle.com is. It's Bustle. I hope this is not some sort of like Tacky's Mag, the Jews website, you know, uh, triple parentheses, get the immigrants out of here website. What does Bustle say? Um, uh, like several dozen. Oh, wait, this is the UK. This is the UK. Oh, this is Jamaican people in the UK. Oh, that's bad. It's like, I mean, it's like 19 people. Okay, I, but, okay, something that I actually know happened recently is that Kamala Harris went to Vietnam and said, America's back, baby! Oh, that's, that's nice. We, that's are we back? Where, 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 where were we? Uh, well, you know, we were licking our wounds. Uh, we were defeated by those, those, those guys, by Ho Chi Minh and his superior power. Huh? Uh, by Hanoi Jane. What? Hanoi Jane Fonda defeated America. In the 70s. And uh, now America's back after, you know, being humiliated. It reconciled with Jay Fonda. It gave her Grace and Frankie. And, uh... <laughs> so that now, trip hasn't taken place yet. That's going to take place August 20th. August 20th or when the deportations are going to occur? No, her trip to Vietnam. Oh, her trip to Vietnam. But in the statement leading up to her trip to Vietnam, she said, America's back! Which everyone was dunking on, saying I, I, that. I mean, doesn't she mean back from covid I supposedly like like I guess now we're going to order more. We're going to we're going to get the supply chains going. We're going to order more plastic. Yeah, we're going to have more Paw Patrol figurines. We're going to get those Paw Patrol figurines from y- Vietnam. Yeah, crank up the crank up the injection mold machines, Vietnamese yeah. factory workers who are sleeping in tents so that they yeah. can continue to make goods for us to buy very cheaply because America's back. America's back, baby. Uh, so, and uh, that's another chapter in, uh, Joe Biden getting Kamala to do all of his, uh, PR dirty work. How he just sends her, now Kamala, listen here, you're gonna go to the border, and you're gonna tell them fuck off, okay? That's what I need you to do, okay? They'll, um, Joe, I don't know about that, I think that could be a good idea, that's not a good idea. (laughs) Now, Kamala, Kamala, listen, listen, you small woman. Wow. Damn. (laughs) Damn, he is crazy. He's mean to her. He's very mean in my in my headcanon. And she just takes it because she's just waiting for him to die. You know, just slowly poisoning him. Oh, he's never going to die. He's eaten so much ice cream, which is the secret to a long life. <laughs> I try to tell my wife that. I say, hey, I got to eat some ice cream so I can live longer. And she won't let me have it because she wants me to die. It's Joe, the <laughs> ice cream man, Maiden. Well, my dad, he could really suck some ice cream down, you know. He could really have a vanilla fudgy. He could really lick him, lick him those vanilla fudgies all the time. <laughs> when I eat ice cream, my leg hair turns blonde. 
Uh, Joe Biden's not as funny as Donald Trump, because nobody could ever be. But he's funnier than Obama. Okay, how would you rank the presidents of your lifetime by funniness? Trump's the funniest, then Biden, then uh, Clinton, then Bush, then Obama. Obama was, I guess, no, and I guess Obama. And then H.W. Bush? No. Technically, you oh. were alive for H.W. Oh, Bush. Oh, okay, I don't count him, though. I wasn't cognizant. I guess Obama's funnier than Bush. I remember remembering some of his um, speeches at the press correspondence dinner, but I think those were written for him. No, but Obama, like, I'm, how funny they are to make fun of, oh. you know, or like, because Trump is interesting, because I was, I was having this observation, because he is both the, he's intentionally the funniest president of all time, like, he's actually a funny person and can tell a joke, but he's also unintentionally, because he's also lacks any self-awareness, so he's just, uh, you know, this throttling ball of, of shame and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. constant, you know, wanting and degraded greed and impurity, which is why he's just such a wonderful person to follow constantly. Uh, Biden is never intentionally funny. No. He's always unintentionally funny, though, because he's just he like he's a baby's day out, man. He's just always being positioned and, you know, walking on girders and somehow making it out alive. Uh, and... Uh, Clinton's funny. Clinton could crack a joke occasionally. He's charming. But he's also unintentionally funny because he just has that voice. And, you know, they were making a lot of McDonald's jokes in the 90s. Obama, he was intentionally funny, but in that very sinister way. Yeah. I got professional joke writers. They did it for me, and I can deliver these things. But I don't think Obama could come yeah. up with a bon mot himself. Well, got he these like, Jews to do it for me. He was like, uh, so I have some uh, words for... Malia's boyfriend tonight, uh, two words, and that is predator drone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he did that? It was like, what? No, the? that's fucked up. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's, he did that. That was a joke. Yeah, he did that joke. That's he did the classic. I'm gonna get my prom, my my daughter's prom date. I'm gonna put a shotgun to his head. But he did that joke, but only with an international war crime device. Right. Well, the United States can't commit war crimes because we're the best. So The good guys, yeah. Yeah, we're the uh, good guys. That's what happened recently. There was the anniversary of Obama's only scandal, his tan suit. Uh, Which so is Biden what? wore a tan what? suit in solidarity. What was the tan suit scandal? O- Obama. It wasn't a scandal. Obama just wore an ugly tan suit. Apparently, you shouldn't wear a tan suit. Because uh-huh. it makes you look like a big jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> yeah. And so Biden, knowing like some, some cynical PR person, some, you know, Pod Save America intern type, probably said to Biden, um, uh, Joe, can I call you that? Daddy Joe, can you please wear a tan suit? Because the internet would love it. Internet, Lin-Manuel Miranda would love it. Lin-Manuel would love it if you wore a tan suit. Paid homage to Obama. They would yeah. love it. Um, and so he did. He wore a tan suit in solidarity to commemorate Obama's only scandal. Of course, that was not Obama's only scandal. Wow, he you was, tell him. You tell us about I, his, his scandals. Te- I'll tell you the truth, liberals. <laughs> You've been living in a fantasy world if you think your Barry Obama is blameless. If you think he's a champion of human rights. He's actually Murder Man. He's Captain Murder Man, like all presidents. You have to become, you have to take the murder man oath. You think that one president who died 30 days in d- did any, like, murders or war crimes? 
uh, <laughs> him, maybe himself. Nah, he war crimed himself. It'd he, be he, funny. He's, he's yeah. like di- he's dying of the of the. He basically got dysentery from cherries, I think. No, his, wasn't it that it was he, he caught pneumonia because his uh, inauguration speech was in the cold of winter and he refused to wear anything. Was and it he, William Henry Harrison? Is that William Henry Harrison died in thirty days, and I think it was from the pneumonia he caught at his inauguration oh, speech. Yeah, I think that's or that could be apocryphal. Who, who got dysentery from some fruit? I don't. That's a pretty fun. That's a good way to die. Shortest presidency. His major presidential accomplishments included bombing the. Oh no, never mind. No, uh. it was, he didn't drone bomb Yemen. <laughs> William Henry Harrison did not drone bomb Yemen. Um, Obama drone bombed a lot of places, not just Yemen. And Obama didn't drone bomb Yemen technically, but he backed the Saudi invasion of Yemen and uh, the slaughter there and donated a lot of weapons to be more precise uh, well I mean he his, to me his scandal was um, the killing extrajudicial killing of an American citizen who was a Al-Waki? terrorist yeah. Yeah. and his children who were also American citizens so yeah. that was to me Obama's scandal that's the one I bring up that's the big one yeah yeah, that, yeah that's a pretty uh uh <laughs> Hey, that, oh, telling you, I'm telling you, Barry, you, you, to, to borrow some lingo from the kids, you put the extra in extrajudicial killings. Oh, thanks, Joe. Never talk to me again. Yeah, I mean, we have laws for a reason. You're not, you're not supposed to assassinate an American citizen without a trial. Uh, well, let me tell you something, mister. The cops! Okay. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I tell that to the fucking cops. Yeah, they're not buddy. supposed to do that either. That's why everyone yeah, they're was not protesting. Saying. Yes, that was the reason. So I think we can. I think that we can agree is that we're n- neither of us are fans of state killings unless they're against people we dislike. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the state ever killing anyone, even the death penalty. Uh, I am a fan of. You know. You know that. Weird Bobcat Goldthwait movie, uh, God Bless America. I haven't seen it. It's a, okay. So the premise of the movie is a guy. Um, he's so annoyed by American Idol, he decides to go on a killing spree of killing only like very annoying people, like hmm. people that should like have sex too loud, and like okay. people that watch The Big Bang Theory and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Wow, this is uh, a current current ish movie i guess it, no it's it's from it's from a while ago but it, it it always struck me as a it's a it's a hilariously petty movie for that reason like there's there's actual problems in the world bobcat goldfish i i think that's part of the movie though as well you know the guy has that revelation in the end that he's obsessed with bullshit but even still that's what we should reserve state violence for is just very annoying people no not even them no one should ever die. And, I, and hopefully scientists <laughs> imagine I want to live in a world where, where everyone is super old. No one dies. We all take care of each other. That's the only Hit- industry is just health care. Hitler should have never died. We should have, he, should have, he, could he should have fallen into a transcendentalist uh, electronic world. He has no mouth, but he has only love. With enough you know. therapy. <laughs> to, <laughs> <laughs> do you, what do you? What would you give? It, what would you give Hitler's chances with like with like really the best therapists? That, like, I guess the best therapists are all Jewish. So, Hitler's will do the Holocaust instead of go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, that's funny. Oh, that's fucking... Everyone's go to therapy. I'm not. Uh, I have been avoiding therapy. Therapy is like... I, I feel like I use this comparison too much, but I feel like getting a good therapist is like getting a mechanic, you know? It's like one in a thousand you get the one that's not a crook. Yeah, I mean, I want Adderall, so I kind of want to go to therapy because I want to be like, Doc, I can't concentrate on nothing, okay? I Every time a squirrel goes by my window, I'm glued to the window. Mm-hmm. And I like, I got to get all this work done. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I got to change diapers, okay? Yeah, I got to change... have your Adderall diapers. I can't, I can't focus on the diapers, Doc. Like, I'm changing the diaper. A squirrel goes by the window, and I'm glued to that window. The baby's pissing everywhere. The shit's getting everywhere. She's crying, and I'm just like, squirrel? What? I don't have, I don't have ADHD. I have D-A-D-H-D. Dad HD. <laughs> yeah. I I'm have having trouble focusing on the baby. D- deficit hyperactive dad disorder. It's Adderall for dads. Dadderall. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Just something that will let me stay awake. <laughs> That's... You're, we jest, but oh my god, I think we've hit on something here. It's like we shouldn't shame stimulants for new parents. Yeah, they should um, really give... Uh, parents some stims um it was funny at the hospital they take great care of you while you're giving birth and then once the baby's out all the good nurses and the good doctors go away and then you get the nurse that's been smoking for 20 years (laughs) (laughs) and they they bump you down a floor to the shitty room with the paint peeling off (laughs) and you're like guys i thought i thought this was like a five-star hospital guys yeah and then, like the guy, the guy who come, the, a guy named Gary comes by, and he's really Fucking creepy. Gary. And Gary's creepy like, Gary. I gotta, I gotta just nick your your little baby's heel and get some blood on the paper so the state <laughs> has a record of her blood. And I'm like, mm, your oh, baby's little heel blood. Why, uh, why is the state collecting everyone's blood? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> For their records. And I'm like, okay, great. So now the state has got, now the state of Michigan has got my baby's blood. And I'm going to have to put on night vision goggles and train with the Michigan militia to get it back. Nurse walks in. Who was that man? Yeah. <laughs> I don't recognize that man. Um, no, it's the, hospital, the baby blood collector. Hospital was pretty good. The University of Michigan Hospital. I would uh, say it's a good, the, the women's hospital is pretty good. We mm-hmm. went to the children's hospital later that week for an ultrasound because um, she's got a little dimple and something like little those little kinds of dimples are like point zero zero one percent of them are associated with something called tethered cord syndrome, which is when part mm-hmm. of the spinal cord is attached to like your tissue, like your fatty back tissue. She didn't fatty have back. that. It's fine. But the children's hospital needs a renovation. <laughs> My goodness. I was like, here you go, kids. I was like, I hope nothing ever is wrong with her, so you don't have to come back here. All right, the halls are all like terrible cigarette-stained clown portraits. Well, so we did, um, we did the ultrasound, and we had like a Ukrainian nurse named Irina. And of the course. U- Ukrainian Ukrainian nurse Irina was like, so doctor has noticed that um, the uh, the tailbone is very close to surface. But everything is fine. Everything is fine. Do not tell her. Do not treat her like she is handicapped because everything is fine. (laughs) Just make sure she does not fall out of two-story building, okay? 
And we're like, uh, oh, okay. Well, this is a this was a fun day. Uh, threw off our whole routine, of course. M- much crying later because the routine was off. Um, <laughs> yeah, being a parent is like uh, uh, making. Sorry a, to laugh at your pain. It's like a routine that you have to enforce. You have to be routine oriented. So. Yeah, or else you know you can't get the meager amount of sleep that you get. Right. Oh, uh, I hear unless... her crying. I hope Caitlin's doing okay. All Too right. bad well, I have this very important podcast. Got this very important <laughs> podcast. We can't. We can't let up on the commentary. No. Our, what, what will our 27 listeners do if they can't hear my voice and instead a guest's voice? Uh, very good show, by the way, with um, the, the, now I'm the with blanking Peyton? on the name. With wonderful Peyton. Wonderful Peyton, Miss Peyton. Uh, yeah, you guys called me an asshole, though, so. Uh, no, we were joking. Uh, we were joking. <laughs> we, were using, we were using jokes that's and a humor. Friend demer- you got a friend demerit. Um, was, you're no oh. longer number one in my friend pyramid. Which, uh, uh, yeah. is, 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 is it your dumb wife now? <laughs> yeah, no, it's my, is my is my it the baby? My baby is my number one best friend. I knew this would happen, Steven. The baby has come between us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby plays Mario Kart with me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, be, I can beat her. Uh, I can, she sucks. I can also sucks say scary Kart. stuff to her and she doesn't get scared. Um. Yet. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that she can't conjure images in her head. Life uh, is just a series of colors and sensations. Do you have any questions uh, you want to ask me about the the, ba- the baby or the dad? I do have questions that I want to ask you about the baby. Like, do you have any time to, like, reflect on what a, what a change this has been? Or is it just yeah, go, sure. go, go, go? I yeah. mean, the time to reflect on the change was like in the build-up i guess i mean Mm -hmm. i don't have i haven't had time to reflect on it really Mm -hmm. um because it's going to change like it's not going to be like this oh yeah right now it's like three hours of sleep and then feed and then so it's like sleep feed diaper change sleep feed diaper change Mm -hmm. eventually that's going to lighten up and because as her stomach gets bigger she can sleep for longer and she can hold more food uh, right now, the stomach is like the size of a walnut. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's in, that's interesting to visualize. Yeah. So you got to feed them constantly. You got to just dump milk into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you had like uh, how many cosmic moments? Because uh, I've seen I've seen uh, your child, and she looks really like you a lot. Yeah, so people are saying like that it's getting on my ner- I was at first happy, but now people are calling her Lady Stephen, and I don't like. Her. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she's different. Yeah, she's not. She a has copy a different life. She she's got a better nose. She got a better schnoz. Get better schnoz. Um, and she's uh, she's not going to inherit my Scorpio temperament, which is very good. <laughs> What, is she is she a cancer? No, Leah. I said she's a she's Leo. A, you're right. She's a Leo. I said Leo Sun, you're, Leo rising, Aquarius Moon. You're right. I was you're not right. lying. Leos are good. Leos are generally. I'm a Cancer, and we're trash apparently. Yeah. We're low tier. Low tier sign. Yeah. Le- we're emotional like, bitches. Leos are leaders. She also shares her birthday with a lot of powerful women actresses like um, Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's very fun. 
Wait, who's Elizabeth Moss? Uh, Peggy from Mad Men. Um, oh, Peggy. Peggy from Mad Men. Wh- I'm confusing her with Elizabeth Banks. Whatever the character of Handmaid's Tale's name is. Right. Uh, Handmaidy. <laughs> Handmaid Handmaidy Johansson. That's no, off-red. Uh, Joe Handmaid. Joe, Joe Handmaid. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's me, Joe Handmaid. I'm under an oppressive regime that suppresses my femininity and forces me to give birth under pretense. It's hell. It's living hell. And that's the way we're going with Drumpf in office. It's oh, me, Joe Handmaid. Drumpf. Oh, man. Drumpf. Uh, uh, so, so we covered Tansuit Obama. I, I want. I'm still interested in like baby questions. Oh, baby are, questions. Are, are, are you are you now going to do the thing, or have you developed an instinct where if somebody who has no kid says like, "Well, I think they should do this with parenting," you're like, "Well, you don't fucking know, asshole." Not have yet. Have you developed any of that instinct? No, not yet. It's too early for that. I mean, I'm looking I, forward to it. I'm looking forward to lording it over people. Yeah. We kind of. We did. We stopped seeing the first pediatrician because he was like, he graduated from, or he finished his residency last year, so he's very fresh. Fresh, and fresh pedio. The first thing he told us, we were like, this was like the, the, the second day checkup because you got to take him back to the pediatrician like the second day they make sure everything's fine, and he was like, oh I, yeah, I know what it's like not getting any sleep because, you know, I just got a puppy and I was whole, I just. <laughs> I couldn't put it down and we were like oh you just got a puppy wow uh, uh yeah i bet as, you, as i bet you have that like searing anxiety when the puppy cop like spits up and you're like is it dying oh my god yeah i mean that's what i said i got a puppy i have raised a puppy and um the thing that i often say is the cops don't investigate you if your puppy dies <laughs> you know I mean, the cops don't investigate you if your puppy loses too much weight. Uh-huh. Like, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're not, like, you know, so she was 11% underweight by, like, the third day. And they're only, if you go further than 10% underweight, that, like, triggers the pediatrician to be like, okay, you got to start supplementing with formula. So yeah. We then had a flurry of pediatricians appointments, but everything turned around. And then, but this, so we went back like the next day for a weight check and she had gained three ounces, which is like unheard of. Babies really only gain an ounce a day at their peak. It's yo-yo, it's yo-yo diet baby. So <laughs> then the, the, the next pediatrician, we saw a different pediatrician because he didn't like the puppy guy. And the second <laughs> pediatrician was like, huh, gained three ounces overnight. Maybe something was wrong with the scale. <laughs> and we were like, oh, great. You made us, like, freak out and literally not sleep so that we could supplement with formula. Like, so after you, she breastfed, then we would do formula um, every two hours, feeding every two hours, which means no sleep because you can't do <sighs> a REM Christ. cycle. But can now we're, I f- uh, we're doing good now. Can I... I get severe anxiety when I have, like, a typo in an email at my job. Could you imagine, like, doing that to somebody and then just moving on with your day? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the other, then the, the third pediatrician, because, you know, we're in a health system, so we're, yeah. you don't get to see the same person twice, which sucks. Yeah. But the third pediatrician was like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't ultrasound that dimple on her back. Because, and mm. then we were like, what? What? They it could be. They said it was fine, but they it said could be it was fine. Spine problems? 
You're yeah. talking spy? That's one of the most vulnerable things. I don't trust baby chiropractors. I'm not Anna Kay. Oh, that's terrible. They shouldn't do baby chiro... I mean, they shouldn't do chiropractors anything. Like, that would yeah. be... That's something the state should regulate. Just stay stay away from the back. Just let it be. If you got a bad back, no. sit. You know that's what I it. do? You're I done. get a foam roller, and I'll lie down on the floor and get my back up on the roller and roll my back out. Mm-hmm. And that helps me with everything. Like, I do mm-hmm. that, I don't have to do nothing else. Nothing. Uh, so, did you know that uh, factoid about Donald Trump, why he never exercised, is because he thought that humans were like a battery and that they have a finite amount of energy in them, right. and you uh, exhaust it when you exercise. Yes. So you need to, your body needs to be at rest as much. I don't know if that's true, but that's supposedly something that he thought. And I feel like your back is like that. Well, like it's, It only gets worse. It doesn't funny, heal. The funny thing about that Trump theory is that imagine, like, he has no concept of what, so when he was a baby, right? When Trump was a baby... If he was very small, then he had a, only a very small amount of energy, unless the energy is, is some kind of platonic floating ideal, like you have a certain amount of potential energy floating around total. But it seems to me like the amount of energy a person babies has have so much energy. is tied to their physical size. There's so much energy in these babies. You know, they overflow. That's why we have to hook up power plants to these babies, generate the baby. You saw the Matrix. They show that in the Matrix where they're getting a lot of baby energy. But the babies uh, don't. The babies have a very small amount of energy. I thought the baby. No, no. It's uh, they, they're, when you're a baby, you produce a lot of pure energy. You produce the purest energy because you're a baby. It's in Monsters, Inc., too. You know, you got to follow up with this baby energy source. It's in mm-hmm. Boss Baby, too. There's a lot of baby energy source movies, come to think of it. What that's, is that? There? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, one thing that they don't really tell you about for, for the ladies is the incredibly vivid nightmares that you will get uh, postpartum. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And, Jeez, and then like, I, so we, we like looked it up, and it turns out, yes, it's a thing. A lot of women experience these incredibly vivid nightmares like caitlin was like at a conference table where there are people with no faces and no hands were all like judging her <laughs> oh god oh she my was god like, it was so real it was like i was there <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i get it you've just had the most oxytocin you've ever had in your life just flood your brain with mm-hmm. neurotransmitter goo and then it's just all gone the next day so yeah what so. they do is they actually uh, hook you up to an IV and put something called pitocin, which is a, a mm. simulated oxytocin. They they to because a lot of first time birth givers their labor can stall, like and the oxytocin uh, generation can like not can plateau. So mm-hmm. they hook you up and they make sure that keeps going. Um, they pump you with oxytocin. Um, and but yeah, you know, we it was a good birth experience for Caitlin. I think uh, she took an epidural, which is like numbing you from the waist down, so there wasn't a huge amount of pain during the pushing. Mm-hmm. And we got like a really awesome nurse. Like I was saying, we got the good nurses beforehand. We got like this amazing nurse who did the, like a four-hour massage. Gave her like a four-hour massage. Great so, nurse, four-hour massage. Yeah, it was pretty nice. That's tight. The nurse was, I bet that's like, uh, I bet the, you know, that's one of the more relaxing jobs at the nurse factory. Like, you'd rather be massaging a pregnant lady than, you know, emptying out a colostomy bag. 
Um, I mean, there was, there, she had, there, it's maybe, I don't know. There was, there's poop, <laughs> poop can be involved. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's you say. know, you got a lot of pressure, you got a lot of pressure in that area. Yeah. Poop is involved in giving birth. Um, yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that from Scrubs, Stephen. I wow. don't know if you've seen Scrubs, no, but they talk of they talk about that on Scrubs. Wow. Now we're watching <laughs> Felicity, which has time. some of the characters from Scrubs, but not being funny. Wait, which which show? Felicity. Felicity. Yeah, we're watching Felicity. We're watching Felicity and Frasier. Why are you watching Felicity? We're watching and Felicity and Frasier because it's like bingeable, long, stupid show to watch while we're uh, feeding the baby yeah felicity that's a name i haven't thought about in a long time i call it facility facility because <laughs> uh, it's a facility for jj abrams lovely writing oh man yeah i it was very funny i was like jj abrams he's the star wars guy and i just got like a blank look from, Kayla, from Kayla. she was like what do you mean it's like the new star wars and then she was like you mean the one with from the 90s? And I was like, <laughs> no, there was new Star Wars, like, recently. She was like, really? Oh, uh, Caitlin's awesome. I want to be in her world. I don't, I just don't want to know about any of the, any of the sequel She doesn't know movies. about any of the Star Wars stuff, which is, I that's mean, that's good. great. That's why you, that's why you married her. That's yeah. like, winner, winner. Yeah, and don't have to deal with any online stuff. Like, yeah. all these other couples who are like, <laughs> I love the, the both online couples because those, you know, uh, those are going to, those are going to crash and burn. Absolutely. Can't hold on to that. You're, you can't be with someone who's too similar to you. That's the, that's the, uh, it's the first, uh, most obvious revelation about relationships, but it's really true. If uh, it's it's that old Seinfeld thing where he meets Janine Garofalo and then one day suddenly they just say they hate each other yeah. because I can't be with this person. I hate myself. Mm -hmm. I can't be with someone exactly like myself. Yeah, uh, that would and never so happen. He, said he wasn't. He was with a 17 year old. That would never happen to an Anglican. <laughs> yeah. Anglican. Why? Anglicans Why? seek that out. It's Anglicans just a, seek that with each yeah. other. Wa I guess wasps. They're like, uh, like I'm looking for my clone. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Mother Cuthbert, you're my clone. Let's get married. Have 18 children. Yeah, very Jungian shit. You're looking for your anima. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dr. Peterson, I didn't know you arrived. Right. Dr. Peterson, uh, the thing about Jung is he said that for every man, there is an opposite female energy, which is why when I did drag, it was a spiritual experience. You've seen that picture of Jordan Peterson in drag, right? No. He, uh, Michaela did drag makeup on him, and it's oh, uh, a pretty fun picture. But I, I wonder if he waxed Poetica. I would love to hear Jordan Peterson watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, the, the current orthodoxy is that Jinx Monsoon was a lovable weirdo, but she was actually afraid of the superior will of Roxy Andrews. <laughs> she couldn't deal with it. All these references are lost on me, but... Um... I'm sure RuPaul's they're funny. Grace. Mm -hmm. I don't follow it anymore. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, switch topics over to the sad, the sad, untimely demise of a very funny man named Trevor Moore. Yeah. Also today, Marky Post died, which I was very sad about. No, but uh, Trevor Moore is—he was 41 and seemed like he was in his prime and like he had more, a lot more to offer. Not that Marky Post didn't, but she was 70 and he was fucking 41. 
Yeah. And it's sad. It, all we know is that he died in an accident. He, of course, is one of the guys in the sketch comedy show, Why Does Kids You Know? Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen, you should go watch. Uh, it's very funny. It's like American version of the Canadian sketch comedy show that I'm too tired to remember the name of. Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. Actually, you're right. It is. He, he did have a very, Trevor Moore did have a very Dave Foley-esque, you know, sort of comedy protagonist vibe about him. Yeah. It's very Kids in the Hall. It's American Kids in the Hall. I wouldn't even be surprised if some of the whitest kids you know are secretly Canadian. Yeah, they're all secretly Canadian. But yeah, they're... um, Illegally here, like you were. (laughs) Massive outpouring of grief from people because it's like one of your own dying. You know, somebody who, like, you... Who's, like, in your generation represents somebody who has your sensibility and who was successful based on really uh, competent and great work and then to see them struck down in their prime... Uh, for no apparent for something pointless, eh? Not so, not so great. It, it was like when Sophie died. People were feel similar outpouring of grief. When well, Sophie I hope it died. was just. I just hope it was a very funny accident. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's how we'd. Want. <laughs> it was like a, he actually did drink a gallon of PCP. Yeah, or uh, a pian- like a piano fell on him, or you uh, know, something yeah. classic. Or he was actually, because that's the other thing now. People are going back through old Trevor Moore tweets and finding out that the dude was kind of based. He was based, eh? He was a little based. You know, he was was a, uh, uh, I believe, endorsed the theory that Lyndon Johnson and George H.W. Bush assassinated JFK. Or maybe if he at least joked about it. But there are some whitest kids you know sketches, which are... um, for uh, for the lack of a better phrase, woke. They're woke, woke-uck. They were woke-uck. Really? I mean, they have some that are very no, there, not. There's a, like, they there's use a, the F slur. Yeah, yeah, but that's, you know, uh, there's that. But poli- in, like, a larger political sense, there's one where kids are talking about how the Pledge of Allegiance is bullshit and designed to brainwash you. Okay. Well, that, is that woke? I guess not. It's not. But it was, you know, woke for, like, the college humor, uh, like, early 2010s internet. They also know? they have a sketch called Race War, where it's like Trevor Moore is outside a guy's window going, Hey, Tom, come on. It's a race war. <laughs> and funny, Tom, yeah. it's, Tom is like, quiet, quiet, dude. You're going to wake my girlfriend up. And he's like, your girlfriend? Oh, what is she? <laughs> that's not woke <laughs> well yeah i don't think it's not but is it, the joke isn't that it's funny to hate black people well i guess that is the, the joke, joke is that it's a race war is a funny concept <laughs> the the joke is it's funny if a guy is just enthusiastic about a race war as one would be a a demolition derby okay yeah <laughs> the, the joke is treating a race war like something casual not a not an actual endorsement of a race war. Well, you know, these days it's a very fine line between doing comedy and doing evil. I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like uh, Louis C.K. is starting his big tour again, so that's. Man, fine. I hope he goes on tour with Cosby. <laughs> that would be super funny if Cosby says, "Louis, I understand that you're going on tour." <laughs> Somebody that was similarly persecuted, perhaps you will allow me a spot. And Louis like, ah, bridge too far. 
Yeah. Comptown had already covered all the good things, all the good bits Cosby would do. So I, we shouldn't shouldn't steal their bit. But um, one nice thing about being so busy is that like. I'm not on top of my podcast anymore. So when I get to do something like I have to do the dishes, I can just like, I got a lot of come down to listen to. It'd be amazing if the baby's first words are, hi, I'm gay actor Michael Douglas. No, I, I'm going to go a little easier. I want her to say, your dick is small. <laughs> I want her first words to be, your dick is small. <laughs> uh, she just develops a stav laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, what was I, what was I gonna say? Uh, we had another topic to talk, uh, maybe the Olympics, we got, now we're, we're nearing the end, because we're gonna do a shortened shows now, hour long. hour shows now. Hour long shows now, which frankly is better. Yeah, it's better, we were doing 90 minutes because we were indulging ourselves, but let's be real, that's too long. That's too long. So, we got about 10 minutes left, um, have you been watching the Olympics? No, I, I, uh, make it a habit of, uh... Not watching the Olympics. <laughs> some, uh, some Canadian team won. I think the Canadian women's soccer team the won The soccer gold. team. The soccer team won. My very right-wing dad. It's a story that I had never... He's not very... He's pretty right-wing. My right-wing dad. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a story that I hadn't even heard about, but apparently is disseminating in the right-wing media, which is why I like talking to him, because I feel like I have my finger on the pulse of, you know, the, 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 the right-wing mind where he was getting upset because apparently the U.S. soccer team uh, took knees. Mm -hmm. They made some sort of right. political protest. I didn't, I wasn't following. I didn't know about Wait, that. Wait, he, does he, does he care that Americans take a knee to the American national anthem as, as a Canadian? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's like, uh, he's by, he's full like Jordan Peterson. He's full like Charlie Kirk. You know, he's full... Uh, why don't you guys? Why doesn't he get nationalist pilled? Why doesn't he get like zero sum? Like, oh, it's good for the Americans to have this, to have unpatriotic Olympians because it means our Canadians can one up them. He, you know who he's into now? You know who his guy is now? Which I was very surprised to hear is Larry Elder. Uh, he's the familiar. he's the black conservative California radio host. Oh boy, uh, who's huh? apparently running for governor? Uh, but you know he fulfills. The same space in the discourse as Candace Owens and Thomas Sowell, who my dad also likes, uh, because they're like they're black people that tell him you're fine to be white, dude. It's great. Oh, uh, like John McHorder. OK. Uh, yeah. John McSex worker. -ter. Oh, right. Uh, Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> Throw old joke. John McSex worker. <laughs> uh, we'll have to find out what episode that's on. <laughs> I know that episode. Uh, but um yeah, so he likes he likes black people soothing him and telling him it's not his fault. Um, so that's why he's latched on to Larry Elder. Uh, I actually, for some reason, there I someone had posted something about Keith David today, and so I watched an episode of him from the weird ass sixth season of Community, and the clip that I happened upon was him saying that he he got addicted to encouraging white people. Because he was like a Silicon Valley guy in the 90s. So they were either going to shun him or uh, the observation that Keith David makes is uh, Keith David's character makes is that white people are discouraged, especially by each other. So if they just have like a nice black guy telling them it's OK, <laughs> then you can you can you can make a He's, you can make a living off of that. That's an that's a crazy thing. That's like a weird. Uh, well, I mean, that's funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny when Keith David... I, no, I is think it, that is... Is he isn't. joking? 
That yeah, no, that is a joke. Oh, okay, that is obviously there is goodness. no no. That's that's not played for seriousness. But that is a thing. It's like there is a in Keaton Peel sketches. There is a type of um, black dude which who enjoys to comfort white people. They in Keaton, the Keaton Peel has a sketch about you know the black dudes vying for position as the only black dude in the Glee Club choir. Which uh, Bo Burnham is also in that sketch. He's pretty funny. Huh. He's pretty funny as a gawky white guy. Yeah, Bo Burnham, the gifted kid gone wrong. <laughs> he is yeah. a gifted kid. Yeah, I, I refuse to watch that. I'm not going to watch the special, but I do think he's funny. Like in stuff where he's not uh, guiding the uh, material and making it super histrionic. Uh, I think he's a pretty talented comedian. He's like His whole bit is like he, he, he makes a cum sock and then he does a sock puppet and then he cries, right? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's been doing this bit for a while. He's been doing the um, one of his earliest breakout songs was uh, "I am an artist. I'm wearing makeup, makeup, makeup." You know, as soon as he got YouTube famous, there was automatically a meta commentary on the hollowness of fame and the weirdness of being observed by millions of people and the relationship with that. So that's pretty constant through line of being very a serious commenter on social media. But presenting it in a way for laughs. Mm. You know, that's also what the YouTubers do. I'm just thinking the Grim Reaper. It's very YouTube. It's very Reddit YouTube. It's very yeah. BreadTube. Yeah. I was just thinking the Grim Reaper comes to Bob Odenkirk's set. And he's like, oh, wrong guy. You're not Trevor Moore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Shridhar Ramesh. The great Shridhar Ramesh uh, had a joke where he was talking about... You said anyone but Bob Odenkirk. You assholes did this. You oh, guys did About this. Trevor Moore? Yeah, Damn. Shridhar, the great Shridhar. Man, he thinks of every joke. It's really he's crazy. A, he's a good Twitter follow. If you don't follow at Shridhar Ramesh, you're missing out. Very funny guy. Yeah, he recommends yeah, Twitter can, follow. Some, some of the tweets are misses, but it doesn't matter because he puts them all out. Yeah. And he's also a math genius. He's also a math guy. It's funny. He's like a Futurama writer. <laughs> uh, I wanted to rewatch that, but we uh, instead got Felicity. So. <laughs> That's being a Who are these, these two guys are both hot. I love both their penises. One penis is more tan than the other. <laughs> um, well, right now what happened is Felicity's boyfriend. So Felic they were having a party. Yeah. Felicity has a boyfriend. And then yeah. an evil guy comes and does a shooting at the party and shoots a girl. What? And Felicity's boyfriend goes in the ambulance with the, uh, the girl that got shot and she dies. And she Whoa. dies watching his face. But then she gets revived. And she comes back to life and she sees Felicity's boyfriend's face. And so then she's in love with Felicity's boyfriend and wants to steal him. And spends the rest of the season trying to steal Felicity's boyfriend. Um, this, sh this show is dramatic. Oh, it's so... And Keenan is in it. Keenan, like... Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson is in it? Yeah, Just doing Keenan stuff? And, he, and they have no comedic lines for him at all. <laughs> that's weird it's so weird i'm like how do they get the funniest like one of the funniest guys on tv ever i and yeah. i think he's probably the best funniest guy on tv yeah he's the only reason why people just consistently watch snl is to have him as the steve harvey and to do the face he's had an amazing career he was funny from the beginning from all that he's, he was funny as a child he's just as funny in all that as and on his show that came after all that the spinoff Keenan and Kel. Keenan, 
He's uh, funny in that now now super weird Fat Albert movie. <laughs> yeah, he's just a great guy, and um, somehow J.J. Abrams just wrote horrible stuff for him to say. Yeah. Even Keenan couldn't make it work. You know the dialogue is bad when even Keenan can't make it work. I mean, he's trying. He he's actually a good dramatic actor, so mm-hmm. he's like he's doing a good job. He's not like some of the other people on there who are very wooden. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that there's no like comedic relief, and the show is in desperate need of some comedic relief. So you have to resort to making fun of their haircuts, which is very mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because the Carrie Russell hair was famous. Oh, God, it's horrible. (laughs) It was so popular. Everyone had that fucking haircut. It was as pop. The Felicity was as popular as the Rachel. There's like a timeline of like horrifying white girl haircuts in the 90s. And uh, the Felicity was one of them. The Felicity immediately preceded 9-11. And some would say caused it. <laughs> yeah, that's, why, that's why Osama, that the last straw was the haircut in season two. <laughs> that's what he, uh, he couldn't take these decadent Americans anymore. Well, um, let's, let's wrap it up. Are, you, are there any other, to- I don't have any other topics written down. Um, I don't have any other topics other than it's nice to see you with the baby. It's very cute and I love it. And, uh. Your your appearances on this show are probably going to be staggered uh, for a bit. You know, you'll take a week on. No, or are you no. going to do a week? Oh, no, you might do a weekly. Caitlin thinks it's good for my mental health, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I, well, I, I like, I miss it when you're not on the show, yeah. Stephen. It's, it's, you're, you're my guy, you know. No, oh, thanks, Alex. I mean, it's the only time I talk to anyone else besides Caitlin, so. Yeah, it's probably an hour a week to maintain sanity that right. you publicly put out there for some reason is, like, probably good. Yeah, so, yeah, I think we can keep going. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be an hour now, so um, and I hope you guys enjoyed the 90-minute episodes. They're not coming back for a while until. Nope. My child is in school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.